huge savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000 square foot showroom is Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock. Ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Welcome to the 160th episode of the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. And I had a personal crisis after reading Heroes in Crisis number one or number two. Both of them actually make me super angry. Um, so I had to call the editor-in-chief of Monkeys Fighting Robots to be like, listen, walk me off this ledge that I'm on right now. And uh, so now Anthony Composto, I, I think I woke him up out of a out of his Halloween stupor of eating too much candy. Anthony, how you doing? I was enjoying Halloween reading scary comic books, and I was just like hunkered in my bed. And now you called me up frantically. I had to re- read this comic book in a rush, and now we're talking about it. It's Halloween night, a Wednesday night, and I cannot believe you haven't read this book. It's supposed to be the most powerful book in the DC universe right now, and you're just sitting there waiting to read it. I know. I'm a terrible editor in chief, but I mean, I told you, I told you why I was why I wasn't reading. I was well. You didn't tell you didn't tell the listeners why. I don't really know why you're talking to me. I didn't. Well, I was waiting. It's a nine issue story. I I know how Tom King works. I figured that I would read it in trade format. You know, after it was all out, and I figured that it would be nice and coherent in a a nice big package. Um, I, I find myself trade waiting for more and more stories lately yeah because you know i read it you don't want me to be like me who's like freaking out being like tom king what the fuck are you doing right now i mean like seriously <laughs> like god damn it tom basically basically because I, I feel like whenever you and i talk about tom king stories you have a mental breakdown and i just continuously reaffirm you to you have to wait until it's over you know what this the problem that i'm having like I'm having emotional flashbacks to when they're like, hey, we're just going to get rid of Richard Ryder and he's just going to disappear off the face of the Marvel landscape. And I feel like they're doing that now with Booster Gold. Like the Booster Gold that I read is not the Booster Gold that's going on right now in this universe. How do you mean? Well, did you see the... Well, I mean, not did you see... Did you read like Jeff Johns' run of Booster Gold back in the day? I did. I didn't. It's on my list of things to catch up on. But so there's one there's one issue where he tries to fix a killing joke. And it's a very powerful issue because he just keeps trying over and over again to save Barbara Gordon. And he keeps failing every time and it was just like, okay, you know, he learned the lesson that there are some things you can't fix and there are some things that are, you know, just in stone in the comic book universe and and that's one of them. So then when Tom King, and it's, it was still, like I said, it was just, you know, but he kept, it's one of those things where he just kept, I, I say this a lot, where he keeps just bashing his head against the wall, hoping for the one millionth time that he can save Barbara Gordon. And he's like, and it's that hero's journey that, he, you know, it's just that just, he, he's just going to keep being a hero. As long as his heart is pounding, he's going to be a hero. And then I read Tom King's Booster Gold Batman where they make him a lunatic within 12 pages. 
And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on, sir. Well, you're not the only one who feels that way. I think when, when that Tom King Batman Booster Gold story came out, it was it was crazy polarizing. My fans are just like, this is a huge step back for Booster Gold. This is a mess. This isn't how Booster would act. And you and I actually talked to Tom about it at MegaCon this year. And I asked him point blank. I was like, how do you respond to those fans? And I, I, I don't remember word for word what his reasoning was, but... Um, he did have a good reason for it, and fans can go on the Monkey Fighting YouTube channel and and watch. But if I remember correctly, it kind of just, I think, boiled down to Booster. This is who Booster is, right? He tries, and he messes up, and he you know he stumbles, and he falls back, and um, that that's part of his character. Because even in that Batman story, he was, he was trying to do a nice thing, and he never intended for it to stick. He wasn't playing, you know, it wasn't something he was permanently trying to change in that Batman story. It was uh, always going to be a temporary thing just to show Batman, like, you know, his, his It's a Wonderful Life story. I, I I understand that. But there's a difference between, like, Booster Gold being dumb and, like, trying to do something, you know, good-hearted in the universe and stuff like that. And then, stop, you know, Booster Gold being idiotic by, like, hey, I'm going to redo the timeline to show Batman, you know, about his parents staying alive. I mean, like... I've, and again, this is where I try to like respect writing and I try to respect the story and I try to I, and I try to look back at one the legacy of these different characters here and there. And I'm like, I don't want to bust Tom King's chops too much for being experimental, because I mean, like there are the, we, we we relish when when writers are experimental with characters. Um, maybe I relish it when it's characters I don't give a shit about where it's a lot easier to be like, oh, they just went and randomly did something that was out of personality, and now they're this brand new character. Where I'm like, oh, I like this brand new character. But like, when I have a personal attachment to Booster Gold, because he, he reminds me of like the Richard Rider, the Star-Lords, you know, he was, you know, in that Abnett and Lanning kind of stuff where he's, you know, and even in the Justice League Unlimited show, like he was, he's an egomaniac, but the point of his story or I mean, what I think the point of his story or like his center is, is that he's an egomaniac that ends up getting the powers to fix stuff in the past that nobody's going to know about. So that egomania that he has is never going to get quelched because nobody's going to know that he did anything. And so that's the beginning and yang of Booster Gold. Not that he's like a stumbling idiot that's just trying, you know, has a good heart, but he's going to wreck the universe. And maybe, I mean, maybe part of it has to do with the fact that I, I'm not, a, I like Booster Gold a lot, and he's a character that I want to read more of and get more into, but I haven't read that Jeff Johns run, or I didn't read the Dan Jurgens run. Uh, I am just, just now reading my way through Justice League International for the first time, which, you know, is good booster exposure, but maybe it's because I don't have this connection to the character that some fans do that are that are really upset with this. To me, this is... You know, this is just not an introduction because obviously I know about the character and I've seen him in the cartoons and stuff, but I don't have that that deep connection to him where I'm angry that he's taking a back a step backwards or he's changing. And maybe maybe I'm more open to it in that regards. And I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's wrong. Uh, you know, and I don't know how much of that Batman story Tom King just needed to execute in order 
to springboard into Heroes in Crisis, or if, the, if it was a separate thing. I'm sure that there was a connection there. Uh, and, and, you know, it's possible that maybe he, he needed to kind of tweak Booster a little bit because he knew he had this big story coming up and Booster had to have experienced some sort of trauma. I do know I listened to him on a podcast and Tom King did spend a good amount of time talking with Dan Jurgens, who, you know, co-created Booster before starting any of this. And they kind of they picked apart Booster and talked about who he is and his his motivations and his character and what he would do and what he wouldn't do. So I'm assuming just based on that, that this kind of has the, you know, the Dan Jurgens Booster Gold seal of approval on it, which I don't know if that means anything, but. If the man did co-create the character. It just reminds me of when the new 52 came out and they had the, the the justice league, the, you know, uh, Jeff Johns wrote justice league and Hal Jordan's like an idiot in the justice league in the first couple issues. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 this is not, you know, who who Hal Jordan is. I was like, you just, I was like, Jeff, you just got done writing down, writing this epic, you know, uh, storyline to bring him from you know a rebirth to you know every realm of the spectrum of colors and 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 everything and then like you're like you bring him into the justice league he's a jock idiot and i'm like what is going on here and so then like i read issue two of heroes in crisis which is a gorgeous book by clayman but i did notice that there are some pages that aren't drawn by clayman Already, we're only on issue two, guys. Like, and we're we're sub substituting artists. Three pages, yeah, three pages. No, it was, but there was three different. Wasn't there three different artists? Uh, I have an extra. My splash, no, just, my it, splash it, page I, is getting cut off. It's, so, I'm looking at it right now. It, oh, yeah. it, it's just it's Clayman and Travis Moore. Travis Moore did pages sixteen through eighteen. Right, the I think it's the flash part. Um, yeah. No, for some reason I was the colorist. I added the colorist into the artist when I was looking at the thing. But but, but um Green Lantern. But yeah, so then like Booster Gold is in this and like he just says a few dumb things where I'm just like, why is it this is not an idiot. He's he he's an egomaniac and Skeets like Skeets is this straight guy to his, you know, dumb jockiness, but he's not an idiot. And I guess that's my problem, is like he's coming off like an idiot right now. In in the in the four not uh, even not even the four issues because last issue he really didn't say anything, but the the two Batman issues and then this issue like he's an absolute idiot. He is, and I, I'm looking at the page right now where he confronts the Flash and he's sticking his foot in his mouth and and he he, he is acting very oafish and I and I could see how that could be annoying to you know Booster Gold fans, even though. He is largely a comedic character, so you know King might just be rolling more into the comedy than you know another writer would. But I mean, even again from the cartoons that I know Booster from, you know he he always was kind of that jockey, you know. I, I hesitate to say doofy character that you know he's good for a laugh and doesn't always know the right thing to say. So didn't doesn't seem totally out of character to me. But again, I'm not the I'm not the, maybe the right guy to to ask that. Uh, and then, I mean, I'm just, I don't want to. Pay- you know, and, and I will even go back to that Batman story. There were some moments where I was just like, come on, he can't really be that stupid. I'll, I'll concede that. I will. As much as I like to, you know, try to be open-minded and say, you know, give everyone their fair share and give everything a chance. 
there are a few moments where I'm just like, come on, dude, like seriously, get come on, get your shit together. My other gripe with my other gripe with this issue is like nothing really happens. Like you have a powerful, no. you have a powerful. Yeah, you can talk. I'll let you talk. Sorry. No, no, that was that was on my list when I was reading it. I was just like, oh, this isn't really. Uh, we're only on issue two, but this isn't really like a let's move the plot forward issue. This is just kind of a, a reaction to the last issue, but we don't really get any kind of forward movement in the story. I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm with, with, with the twins at home and I have to watch them and I can't really do much else on the, I can't do anything on the computer. I can like just binge watch TV kind of in the background. And I just watched, what did I watch? I watched the, the bodyguard, the BBC show where it's about like the British secret service protecting people. And that plot was just all over the place with like, you know, plot twists or plot threads or just, multi-layers and stuff like that. And then I get to like this where I'm like, you know, I, I heroes in crisis should be that, you know, because I, I, like I said, when in the previous uh, podcast where I reviewed it, I read heroes in or um, identity crisis, the first issue of identity crisis. And, and then I read this and because, because Dan DiDio said that this was Tom King's identity crisis and the emotional roller coaster that is in, in, did you have have you read Identity Crisis lately? I yeah, within the last year actually, I did revisit it. Like read that that first issue, the emotional spectrum that you go through or that Brad Metzler tries to put you through is just insane. You know, yeah. from 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 the love story to to the drama to the mystery to the to the anger to the like. By the end of that issue, you're like, I want to kill somebody. Like you're in there, you're like. You're you're with you're with uh, elongated man. You're like I want to kill somebody. Like it's and it's just the you get all enraged by the end of that issue. Where like I keep waiting for the emotional ties to kind of kick in with this, but it's still it's just very it's very. And again, this reminds me of a Miracle Man, where it's like it's it's disjointed. Where you're like you're Mr. kind of Mister Miracle. Mister Miracle. What did I say? Miracle Man. Oh, he's not writing. It's Multiple Man, whatever his name is. No, no, it's mir- it's it's a uh, Miracle Man, Mister Miracle, Mister Miracle. Miracle. Come on, yeah. come on. Did that series wrap up yet? Did we get to uh, our... last issue comes out two weeks from today? Okay, so are you st- are you still like think it's the most amazing thing in the world? I I cannot wait for the last issue, and then I'm gonna buy the collection when it comes out, and I'm gonna read it every day of my life. All right. And I really, I don't want to nitpick this ish, this book apart. I really don't want to nitpick. This book. But you don't really, you don't, you don't want to. I don't want to do it. I really don't. But there's, I feel like there's just like tropes that are showing up in it that are just really irking me. Um, but again, like when we're going back to where I said this, this book is kind of like disjointed and stuff. Like you see uh, Harley Quinn in the beginning, and she's wearing something, and then at the end, she's wearing something else. So I know she can change her clothes, but like there's people really like you don't know what's real and what's not real kind of thing. You know, like I know she talked to the penguin, but then there's like, she's just talking to a real penguin in it. And I'm like, I, I, cause I, I guess I want more out of this book than I'm getting. So I'm looking for hidden messages, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean like, well, the penguin, the penguin just, the, the penguin just sent her to a safe house and she brought a penguin with her. All right. If it's as simple as that, that's fine. I think 
it is. I think I know. I know when the first issue wrapped up, you 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 texted me or you called me and you were you had all sorts of conspiracy theories about how you felt that they were in a virtual world. You're like, this is this isn't real. This is all a simulation and it's fake. And so so I, you're looking for for the conspiracy. You're looking for the plot twist. You're looking for the you know issue eight. You know, pull the rug out from under you moment. What that that's going to happen? Um, if he waits all the way till issue eight, I'm going to be very upset. Well, he, <laughs> Mr. Miracle waited until like the last page of issue eleven to finally reveal what was going on. So right, even don't, that, don't reveal it because I didn't read it yet. So I'm not. I'm not. And even that, it's not super clear yet. You just have you. Um, but you know, he might. Who knows? But I think. Uh, and just Could, to go back a second. Oh no, go ahead. No, because if you kill off Wally West off panel, I was like, you sons of bitches. I like, we're, we're going to riot, like seriously going to riot. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and Joshua Williamson who writes the flash has even said like, you know, the, I forget what issue it is or if it's the annual it might be the annual or that he said is going to be a reaction to Wally's death. Like it's going to send shockwaves into the, into the flash title. And I think the annual is going to deal with Barry and Iris and dealing with Wally's death. So I think he, he he's dead. I don't think it's going to stick, obviously. I think, like you said, there's going to be riots, but it, this is happening, I believe. This is happening in continuity. Wally and Arsenal are dead. All those other heroes are dead. Whether they're going to stay Poor dead... Poison Ivy's dead? Like, killed off Poison Ivy? That It seems like they alluded to that, right? With Harley on the bridge? That's the impression I got from it, is that Ivy's dead. I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. All of it happened off-panel. Like it's just Which this, is why I don't. Well, it has to actually happen off panel because we can't see what actually happened yet. It's a mystery. This is a mystery story at its core, and we can't know what really happened just yet. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is a simulation. I, I don't think it is. I think Sanctuary. You thought Sanctuary was a simulation. I think this issue kind of made it more clear that it's just a virtual therapist, a computer therapist that just like lets the heroes vent. And get all their feelings and thoughts off their chest, and then it delimit, then it deletes the program. Uh, so, which apparently it's not deleting. But. Well, well, that's that. That's where I was getting into the tropes of like, oh, you created this amazing computer, and now it's it's keeping the information, and it's now it's going to start leaking the information. So now all the heroes' darkest secrets are going to get leaked out, and I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> I'm like, I hate to say it, but that's dumb. Like, why? I mean, like, it's, you have all the smartest people in the room. You know, I mean, like, that's, you know, if, if I don't want to say that, like, I don't want, I don't really know who the Mr. Fantastic, you know, is of this universe and everything. I don't know who those smartest yeah, guys Mr. are. Terrific, Mr. Terrific. But I'm just like, you know, you have the smartest guys around. This should not be an issue where, like, oh, it gets leaked to the Daily Planet, like, about Arsenal's deepest, darkest secrets. And I'm like, Seriously, guys, like that's just, I mean, I, I get it moves the plot. I get it like exposes things and opens wounds and, 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 um, you know, it, it does all that things to kind of be like the oohs and ahs and stuff like that. But I still think like, I, I personally think it's a weak plot thread. And I, I actually, I, I could agree with you. I can agree with you on that, actually. Uh, after what this book was built up to be, and it's going to, it's supposed to be this deep, tale about about trauma and ptsd in the superhero community and you know the, their reactions to that and, and i really like that because i i i, I like storytelling like that i'm sick in the head or something i don't know but if it, uh, it it 
would be disappointing if it, it just kind of became more run of the mill superhero story like that, like you're discussing. I, I don't think it will be though. I really don't. I, maybe I, I have too much blind trust in, in in Tom. And again, we're we're only we're only we're only two issues through. But I mean, if there was, if 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 there were, I could I could accept the leak if it was going to, um, some sort of mastermind criminal that was then using these weaknesses to pull apart the team. I guess, like that would be kind of interesting. That you know. wouldn't fall under your category of tropes. It, it's a tr- it's a trope that I would. It was a, it was a trope that I could handle because you're trying because like Clark really never talks about you know like who really who he really is. He's like I don't know who I am because I play Clark Kent and I play Superman. Am I somewhere in the middle? Like is is you know like who who am I really? And I was like oh that's kind of interesting. Um you know but I mean that's I love that it's a it's, I love that that's it's a I mean, it's kind of a basic concept that probably somebody should have explored before, but like it's, I think that's new, the new thing with comic books now is like, I feel like there's obvious things that we haven't talked about, but there were people who are now talking about them now. Um, but I, I thought that was like the most powerful thing in the book. And I thought that was done really well. Um, but all of them, Superman, Wonder Woman and Batman, all of their testimonials I thought were really great. I'm loving the testimonials have been the best part of the series so far for two issues. But then, uh, but then you get back to, Batman lying to everybody. I feel like we've been through this, been been through this tunnel or over this bridge or whatever you want to call it, uh, several times before. Uh, you know, where it's like, oh, Batman really does have kryptonite in his pocket. You know, waiting for you know, like I when Batman's like, I don't, I don't have it in my pocket. I was like, dude, you totally have it in your pocket. Like you totally, yeah. Like everybody, Superman knew that. Everybody knows you're lying. That you like, even Superman came in like, hey, how come I can't see in that pouch? But like Superman's not going to be like he's not going to bust his friend's chops, you know? So, but I just, I just don't know why we have to like go through the whole lying thing again. Cause I feel like we've been through that before. I don't know. It didn't really seem like it was that big of a moment to me, the Batman lying thing. It just kind of played more as a joke to me. It didn't really seem like it was a major plot point. Like, Oh, we're dealing with Batman as a liar. It just was kind of, kind of a gag to me. Okay. I'm going to lie to you several times next week and I'm going to wait for you to catch the punchline. It's <laughs> not. It's not the same. That's not the same. <laughs> totally just going to keep lying to you until you like, hey, that one was funny. Because <laughs> it's not. It's never funny when somebody lies to you. <laughs> but it's funny like when they're like, that's, and that's another thing that people are doing more and more in comics now. Tom King does it all the time. Scott Snyder's doing it. Like they make fun of Batman tropes. Like they make fun of Batman for lying. They make fun of Batman for saying, I'm Batman. They make fun of his voice and stuff like Scott and Tom both are very self-referential about they know the Batman jokes and they just they, they work them in to the to the comics now. It's a little bit more meta that way. But uh, it, that was just me. Again, it was just me. It's just me. All I could say is just me. It was my opinion that it was just a little write off joke. I didn't think I don't think this story is really going to have much to do with Batman lying about kryptonite in his belt. But man, if I get one more panel of Booster Gold yawning, I am going to put. I'm going to put my fist through my computer screen. I'm just going to be like, just destroy my computer. If I see booster gold yawn one more time, I feel like that's the like ultimate, like I don't really give a shit. Like he's like the Jay Cutler of superheroes. And I'm like, he is not the Jay Cutler of superheroes. Again, this is my bearish baggage that I'm putting on this comic book. But again, it's, you know, you need to like cut the shit out, Tom. I don't know. Um, I had something else I wanted to say and I'm looking at Batman. 
like a booster gold, like a Harley Quinn. I will be very excited if Joker is the mastermind behind this. I don't. I don't think he will be. I mean, isn't isn't it possible that Sanctuary has just gone rogue? The AI, excuse me, has just like gone rogue and is now recording this information and sending it to Lois Lane. Again, I, I'm not saying that would be. I'm not saying that would be good or bad, but no, that would be bad that, because that story's been done. Astonishing X Men by Josh Whedon. Where the uh, danger danger zone or danger danger, danger room, room becomes a, a sentient sentient being sentient being. I mean, the the mastermind's been done too. The mastermind's been done too. Yeah, but if the mastermind is the Joker, because the Joker's not a mastermind, Joker's chaos. Maybe it's Harley. <laughs> no, Harley. Well, I mean, she has her speech, and that's where I'm just like, I dissect her speech. I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah, I was like, she should have fixed all this, blah blah. Because I mean, like, this is what she dealt like. She it maybe she hacked, um, whatever the computer is. I'm blanking out. Sanctuary's computer. Sanctuary. Because that's what she did. I mean, she. I mean, she dealt with criminals. She dealt with people with grief and everything like that. Like she was a grief Har- counselor. Harley is like the embodiment of trauma in comics. Right. Um, but I still I want the Joker to be the evil baddie at the end. Because I don't think he like I don't think they he's done that in a while been like the mastermind behind something crazy no he hasn't i'm just i'm trying to I, honestly i'm trying to think if i would like that or not and i don't know i'm more of a, in terms of masterminds i'm more of a riddler fan myself which is why i i love hush so much riddler i feel is more calculated to do something like that and has more motivation joker i, I can't see why he would do it other than you know I, I and with joker you could just say oh he just did it because he was bored or he just did it to cause chaos i just i don't know that that would fit for me i don't know that it would fit for riddler either i just because I, I know i mentioned riddler it would have to be someone which riddler is it is it like the irish riddler with his with his chest hair hanging out or is it like old school riddler with like the derby cap and the and the 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 whole yeah. suit, suit with questions. Batman, Bat, Batman, the animated series Riddler is the only is, is the Riddler. Yeah, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of this new Irish sideburns chest hair Riddler. But it would ha- but it'll ha- it'll have to be a hero or a villain, so, a character that knows about Sanctuary. So someone who experienced trauma and spent time at Sanctuary. You know, so I, and I, I I doubt that the Joker or the Riddler would have. So I'm still just I trying. Don't, Trying to figure out, like, again, that's the point of the mystery is trying to figure out how it goes. But, like, I, I just killing all those people, even, like, I think you just need to kill one person to make it a murder mystery. But killing all of them, it just just seems really, I don't know, not nice. Can we talk about how Harley was holding Wonder Woman's lasso of truth when she said Booster did it? Because that was a, that was a, very important moment as far as I know, which it's comics take everything with a grain of salt, but that's kind of, you know, you you can't lie to the lasso, right? So, Uh, okay. I'm looking, but I thought, okay, but I thought you should know the truth before we do the punching and fighting. Batman. We, uh, okay. Superman Hall. 
Bats, Superman, Kryptonite. She said it. She, she said it before all that. She said it before all that. She said it when she's hugging Wonder Woman. She says, "I know you probably don't believe me, and you'll probably be mad at me, and you probably want to fight and punch me, especially since I totally killed Booster for doing it." Oh, even before that, though, she says it was terrible. It was horrible. So terrible. Booster Gold killed everyone. She says all this while she's hugging Wonder Woman. And right, then, but she's not holding it at that point in time. They, they don't show you her holding it, but they, then then they show you... I'm zooming in. Them. I'm zooming in as far as I can zoom in on this panel where she's saying Booster Gold killed everybody. And... And her, her hug is up high. You, you don't see the lasso on her hip. And I'm trying to see if there's another panel where you can see where the lasso is on her hip. And you don't actually see it. So maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah, oh, oh no, no. Out. Actually, you can see it. You can see. Okay, so the first panel, it's like, oh, Wonder Bread. It was terrible, horrible, so terrible. Booster Gold killed everyone. And you're hugging her. Next panel, her, her, you can see the lasso at her hip. And so... And her, she's holding it with her red hand, um, but you, but she's not holding it there. But then when you get to the final panel, then she has it. So so like she reaches around to get it, but she says everything before she actually grabs it. Yeah, so maybe I missed her. I, I that's what I was thinking too. Is like you know like when they had the lasso of truth, and again I thought that was where like I feel like you could have gotten a a lot more out of that when she had him with a lasso of truth. Like I would have like. Be like, oh, what do you have to beat Superman? And she's like, Kryptonite. And I was like, sweet. And like, okay, so you have Batman and Superman down. What else can you get out of Batman at that point in time? I mean, not that Harley was looking for like a whole thing, but like, you know, I just thought that she could have gotten a lot more out of them with the Lasso of Truth. And she just left the Penguin there by himself. Uh, there's going to be, we, again, not not to be. Uh, 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 Debbie Downer, or not to you know make 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 for a boring conversation, but we're not going to get these answers, right? It's fun to speculate all day long. We're not going to get these answers until the end. What we can speculate about, and I'll just talk about and guess and, and assume this this comic's going to have weight, and it's going to send shockwaves, and something's going to happen. And think about identity crisis, you know, as you were comparing it earlier and how it ended and the new status quo. What do we think the new status quo is going to be coming out of this? Harley, to me, feels like the hero of the story at this moment. You know, I think whatever she's doing, she feels that she's totally right and justified. Uh, I kind of believe her more than Booster at this point. Not that I think Booster killed everyone, but... Well, what does she have in a backpack? What does she have in the backpack? Because she was carrying a backpack in the splash page. Was it the, was it the, the Ivy stuff that she dumped in the river later? I thought she just dumped a like a rose in the river. She did dump a rose, but even that moment like made me feel like you know this is you know you know Harley. I mean, it, it's a booster and Harley story. They're both the stars, but just Harley kind of feels more heroic to me. She's you know she lured Batman and the Trinity there to tell them the truth, and I feel like she wants justice to be served on this. Does she? On the, I mean, really? we, we've seen, we've seen Harley as a hero though. Like we've like they've made her more of an anti-hero in recent years, and we've seen Harley as a hero. So. Harley coming out of this as a hero wouldn't really be a new status quo. Booster being a villain coming out of it, I don't really, I don't, I want to say that I don't see that being the status quo. Like, I don't think that would work. I don't think people will like that. I think. No, because it's picking on, it's picking on a nice guy. 
Like even if his heart, yeah. like his heart's always been in the right place, even if his brain wasn't, you know. So like you're picking Something's on a you're picking you're picking on a guy because he's not smart enough. I mean, there's like there's gonna be some kind of big status quo. And, and again, and I don't think it's just that all those heroes died in issue one. I don't think that those are gonna stick. I don't think Wally's death is gonna stick. But I, I something by the end of this, something big is going to happen. A hero is gonna become a villain. A villain's gonna become a hero. Someone important is gonna die and stay dead. I really hope it's not Wally because of that'll that'll suck that we just got him back so soon. And now I mean, the only status quo, only major status quo I can see them doing, and again, because now you're past the wedding and everything like that, is that like Bruce Wayne is outed as Batman. I mean, like that's the only thing I can see being like super crazy. Or all of them, Clark Kent too. Like, or all of them. Yeah, but wasn't Clark already outed like previously, and they brought it back with Rebirth? I can't remember. I stopped reading New Fifty Two Superman after a while, but yeah, I think you, yeah, you something something like that. I, I vaguely remember that happening. I went up, but it but it was already retconned. Yeah, because you have like an alter ego, a different alter ego, or something like that, or something. I remember I something about crazy about that. Super New New Fifty Two Superman got weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, and none of that stuff stuck anymore, and they've they've already erased it from continuity. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that's that's weird. So I mean, I don't know. I just I thought that there'd be more in this issue to begin. With. I got to the end and I was like, oh, that's it. And I was like, I, I I either I was excited to read more and wanted to continue reading, or I was disappointed with the amount the amount of content in the pages within the book. I can't. Remember. It 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 would have been. I mean, it did in the end. And the last like two pages finally progress the story a little bit because now we know that these videos are, you know, stored somewhere and someone is going to be leaking them slowly. So that does kind of propel it a little bit, but yeah, the rest of it is kind of stagnant, but on the flip side of that, just devil's advocate in defense of it. It, it was nice to have some, even though it's only issue two, it's nice to have just like last issue was so, such an emotionally taxing, heavy debut issue. It's nice to just have like one issue to to react to it and see the immediate fallout and kind of just breathe for a second. But do we see? I, mean, the, it, I don't know. I feel like we listen to two different types of music then, because if I'm the DJ and I'm like mixing this the soundtrack of our dance party called Heroes in Crisis, like you, you get punched in the face with issue one, and then you just keep amping it up until you get to your, you know, your turn wherever your turn is, and so then there's a turn. And then you're like, okay, how do we fix? How do we fix this? So it's like, then you may come down from there or something like that. I mean, like, I, I guess. I mean, I went through, I flew through the episodes of Daredevil, um, and that's another book where, like, it has or not a book. It's a it's a series that the Netflix series where like issue. I mean, uh, episode one through six is very powerful, and then you get to six, and it like slows down to build up again. You know, I mean, so like we're already. You know, issue one comes out, it builds up, and then you slow down with issue two, and you're like, wait a second, we have to build back up again, you know? And so that's why I'm like, you know, with nine issues, now I'm like, fuck, this is going to be crazy, especially when we already know that a few of those issues were one-shots that they're mixing in and out of them, and I'm like, that's going to be really annoying. Yeah, because I don't know, I was literally about to say that same thing, I don't know how that's going to work, and it's going to, it, it, it might disrupt the flow, or, I mean, I know that it will disrupt the flow, but... And, and the artists are going to be different on it, and so they're probably going to be kind of standalone. So I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And, and they're holding, you know, their cards really close to their 
chest on this one, so no one really knows until the book is out. And I don't know. Can I just? I do want to say what I liked about this issue. Instead of you know, like I said, I, I love the testimonials. The testimonials hit me in the chest, and and, and I like like them a lot. And it's just a coincidence Our, that it's a nine panel grid. I, I do. I love the nine panel grid. <laughs> uh i i like harley I, you know I, I like her characterization i like she's back in the the red and black and her playing with the penguin was uh really <laughs> was was pretty funny and uh i i don't know i don't know if there's, I don't know if there's anything else that i would bring up to be honest i oh harley dropping the rose and in, in the thing that that's what i that's what i like about this is the emotional moments everything that i'm mentioning are the emotional moments the, the testimonials her dropping the rose and that's what i wanted in this series like and that's what I like about a lot of Tom King's writing are those heavy emotional beats where he kind of picks apart, uh, you know, people, characters psyche and kind of digs a little bit deeper. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm, I'm hoping this series stays. I hope this doesn't kind of go down into the superhero tropes. Like we've been talking about for the uh, last 40 minutes we're on the phone. No, we've been talking about more than that. I mean, like, but that's the, is the, the emotional parts are good, but what you're saying is what's not, I mean, I, I'm saying what's not good is the plot. I mean, like, <laughs> that's, what I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. I really hope, and we don't know much about the plot. Just, you know, it's still very shallow in in terms of the story. So I'm 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 hoping that it it doesn't go go the stupid route. Because like next it's, issue, we're gonna have like whether Brewster Gold got captured by the Justice League and then he's got to escape. And you know, you you just keep going. You know, or whether or not he fights the Flash next issue for an issue. Um, you know, it's like. I don't, I don't know. I am just trying to figure out where this goes. And then you start dumping in the daily planet and that plot thread and what's going on with that. I'm like, uh, what are we at? Where? So, cause you, you right now you have, you have three major plot threads. You have the Harley Quinn booster gold, and then you have the Trinity. And so that's a good, it's a good group of plot threads for nine issues. Then you add the subplot of the dark, the, the daily planet. And you're like, okay, that could be a minor plot thread. I get that. Um, but I'm just trying to. I feel like that's going to be the major plot. Right? I think that's going to come out and be at the forefront of this is that Daily Planet story. Well, it could. I'm just right now. It's a minor plot thread because nobody right. else knows about it. I mean, like nobody, you know, the Trinity doesn't know about it. You know, Harley Quinn could be re- released, but again, like this is going to piss me off more. Like Arsenal gets killed off, killed off frame, and now he gets dragged through the mud in the media. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this book being 23 pages, I'm like, seriously, like, why is it not 32? Why is it not 32 pages? I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how much was it 399. I mean, like we would totally play 499 if it was 32 pages and we got more writing it. We got more stuff out of it. <sighs> I don't know. You got a rating? Do I have a rating? Uh, yeah. man. Well, I mean, the art is really good in this book. It's been a while, it's been a while since we've it's been a while since we've done one of these pods. You and me, you 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 rate robots, I rate monkeys. Oh, that's okay. That's how we do it. Um, yeah. I I mean, I do like I do like the art in this book. I mean, the lettering in this book doesn't do anything to like change you out of it. Uh, the colors, I do like the colors because there are. It, it feels like a watercolor book to me. Like the the color palette in this book is really good. You know, that penguin yeah. splash yeah. page no, is really good. Uh, Tamu Marie. And I don't know how, I don't know who the, the second person is. And I'm totally Arif 
Perinto? Peranto, Reef Peranto. You know, Clayton Cowles did the letters. Travis Moore did the Flash stuff, and it definitely feels different than Clay Mans. I because I would really like to see Clay Mans, uh, Flash, and the like. The Penguin looks amazing in the in the one page he's in. I was like, or yeah, I think it's only one page. That the yeah, he's creepy. He's like super creepy looking in that. Um, and I like that artwork. So we're at like fours, fours on the artwork. Um, and then it's just, where do I put Tom King's writing? I mean, it's three and a half. I mean, I guess three and a half. If I'm not giving it a four. I'm not giving, I'm definitely not giving it a three. It's not that bad. You know where I'm giving it three, but I'm not, I don't think it's a four. So I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's, the book's a four, four out of five robots. I mean, cause it's, it's, it's quality. It's a quality book. I just don't know if it's, it's the quality that I want. And that's my yeah, that's my uh, quandary as a critic, where I'm like, is this a good book or is it like it's not a good book because I don't like what he's saying? Like, but it's but could it still be a good book with me? You know, if I agreed with what he was saying, you know? Yeah, I'm coming in about the same. I think I was in my head. I'm bouncing back and forth between a three and a half and a four. Uh, definitely more on the high side of that, and. But it's definitely lower. It's definitely lower than the first issue. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'll say it took a step down from the first issue. Uh, I I will also cop to the fact that I I I want to read it again, and I I do think that I'll enjoy it more the second time that I read it. And again, not to not to cop out or you know make an excuse or be funny or anything like that. But you know, I did I did kind of you know you called me to do this, and I kind of sped read it. And I, you know, I, I read it for the purpose of doing this podcast. I think if I sleep on it and then tomorrow, like sit down and just read it for, for pleasure and leisure, you know, I might find myself enjoying it more, especially, you know, having read it once and knowing the emotional moments. And when you, when you have time to cuddle uh, with your pillow and talk about the emotional moments of, uh, and I, and I, and I can cry, I'll cry with the characters as they, as they cry. Um, yeah, because I think I reread Heroes in Crisis 1 about five times before I started writing about it or talking about it. And this one, I think I've gone through it like twice. And while we're sitting here the whole time, I just, I have it open and I just have my mouse flipping, rolling back and forth, like up and down through the book, trying to see if I catch something that we haven't seen or that I haven't seen. Where, But I just keep rolling up and down because like... You know, you have Harley's speech on the, I'm assuming it's the Brooklyn Bridge or the Gotham Bridge or, or the Moratropolis Mur- Bridge or whatever it is. It looks like the Brooklyn or the George Washington Bridge to me. Moratropolis. Metropolis. Whatever. I just, you know, I'm trying to, but then like you have that dark panel at page and then you flip to the Daily Planet and it's so yellowy bright. And I'm just like, it's just, it's a good transition, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I have Heroes in Crisis one open. I've I've them both up on my computer, and I'm looking at Heroes in Crisis one, and just those first few pages of Booster and Harley in the diner, and Superman speeding across you know the fields. I think that was I, that's I, a gorgeous it, book. It's like the most beautiful. It is probably it, the most it, beautiful it, book of 2018. And I and I'll absolutely say that issue, you know, just 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 flipping through these pages and just remembering how I felt reading this first issue for the first time, and even just like looking at it and and getting a sense of the tone. And now I'm, I'm looking at the pages of Booster and Harley fighting, and just 
the first issue was absolute. Oh my god, this image of Booster with his friggin' gauntlet lit up is gorgeous. The second issue did not hit me in the same way that this first issue did. No, and that's Tom King's fault. But it's but it's a nine <laughs> issue story. It's a nine issue story. No, it's a seven issue story with two filler issues. No, so, but the two they're not filler issues. They were always that's they were they were going to be one shots, but they were essential to the story either way. So they were just like, let's just put them into the story. I don't know. That's what they're saying anyway. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure Tom. I'm sure Tom King will come out with you know the quote unquote truth in a podcast eventually. I'm sure there was a solid PR conversation about what is the nice thing to say here. Um, I so we gave it our grades. We're right around the four-ish mark on it. It's not as good as the first issue. What was no, but I'm still really excited to see where this story goes. And I, you know, I really, I, I think that by the time it's over, I'm still saying that this is, you know, arguably going to be one of the best DC stories in recent memory. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm getting some weird feedback now from your phone, but I think I actually, I think it kicked in now. So we're good. Um, but okay. Uh, Anthony, you got any work you're working on that you I should know about or, or, uh, that our internet should know about? No, I mean, no. you're always working on stuff. I mean, you're always working on stuff. So definitely. I've got some of my, I've got some of my, I've got some, I mean, I've, I've got an interview with Scotty Young and Jorge Corona that I'm working on for, for the website about, about their new book, Middle West. So readers and you know, listeners can keep an eye out on monkeys fighting robots for that. We have another interview that we're trying to get set up for, for another image book that hasn't been confirmed yet. So I'm actually not going to say that. Uh, so we got some, we got some cool stuff coming up and then um, I'm actually working on some personal stuff that people might see at some point or another. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that you can't tell me, uh, but I guess we're live. So you don't want to tell me. Now I'll tell you later. Um, but we have, we have a poll on Monkey Spider Robot's Twitter handle right now. Um, do you want to see uh, a website that just has comic book stuff on it, or do you want to see a website that has comic books, TV, and film on it? Like, what do you prefer from your like comic book news kind of thing? And and we've had a couple of creators retweet it and everything like that. We're at like two hundred ninety votes, and right now it's sitting at like eighty six percent want just a comics only website. And we're not talking about Monkey Spider Robots. We're just talking about like a website in general, like. Is there a need out there for for just a comic book centric website now that everything you know comic book websites have been bought out and things have you know merged with other websites and and stuff like that? So um, go to our Twitter; it's right there at monkeys underscore robots. It's the it's the tagged one right there. Um, so give us a vote. Tell us what you want to think. I'm going to add some more uh, poll questions about comic book websites later on to close out the year because I want some information from you guys. Like what what do you want from a comic book website? Do you want interviews, reviews, op-ed, industry news, you know, like just news news? Like, what are you looking for in a comic book website? Because we want, you know, we're, 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 we're working on a few things. As, as, uh, as Anthony says, you know, we're working on some side projects here kind of thing. Uh, but I'm Matt Sardo. That's Anthony Capasto, the editor-in-chief of Monkey Spider Robots. Uh, this is the 160th episode of the podcast, which is pretty amazing. What? I know, that's pretty amazing. I, that's pretty amazing. We've done 160 episodes of the podcast, and I was going through some of my old interviews and, and, and re-listening to them, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Uh, but What's your no, favorite one so far? My, my favorite one is the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar interview. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't top that one, man. We, it was, it was, it's, it's, Not Mookie? Uh, Mookie. 
that was the second time that I've interviewed Mookie. I interviewed Mookie when at my old job, um, and it was good to talk to Mookie. I mean, Mookie is definitely, but I I get kind of homery on that kind of stuff because like you're a Mets fan, and so you're like, yeah. you know, you want it, you know. So I I never really like homered up with with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was like, I'm talking to the greatest basketball player of all time. I need to bring my fucking A game to that interview, and like I felt like I did, you know. So I was like. You know, and I, I we had it. We had a good, you know, ten minute conversation. Um, but I'm I'm trying to think of what like my I haven't I gotta I haven't I don't know which one like my most fun is. You know, where we're just like oh we hit it off we had a good time and stuff. I mean I had a good time talking with Chris Burnham. You know, somebody, whenever I'm talking to my buddies, I feel like I'm you know whenever I'm talking to you, that's when I feel like I have my best interview. Oh, thanks. That makes me feel a little warm and fuzzy inside. There you go. All right, kids. Uh, tell us what you thought about Heroes in Crisis number two. Uh, what you think about the series in general, where you think the series is going, what conspiracy theory that you have. Um, you can comment you know, in the podcast. You can comment on the website. You can comment on social media. You know, we do the Instagram thing. Um, you know, Do you think I'm the worst cosplayer ever? You know, Go check out our Instagram. Check that out. But I'm Matt Sardo. That's Anthony. One more time. We're out of here. We love listening. Love that you're listening to us. Take care. Have a good week. Goodbye. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.